0: Welcome back to Places, People, Purpose. Today we are going to learn a little more about the indigenous people of Panama, and then look at molas, the unique art pieces that are produced by the Guna people. We know that indigenous people lived in Panama thousands of years before the Europeans arrived, There are documented findings of indigenous people with the arrival of European explorers and the subsequent accounts of their encounters. The most notable explorer associated with early encounters with the indigenous in Panama was Christopher Columbus in 1502. On his voyage, Columbus reached the area that is now Panama's Bocas del Toro province. He encountered indigenous people whom he referred to as caribs although it is now believed that they were likely members of the nobay bugle or guna tribes columbus noted their distinctive canoes and reported on interactions with them even today the dugout canoes that are built and used by the indigenous are an integral part of their lives and depended on for transportation and livelihood. we've got some great photos and videos of these canoes in the show notes, and would invite you to look at them. More detailed accounts of the indigenous people of Panama were recorded by the Spanish explorer Balboa, who led an expedition in 1513 that crossed the Isthmus of Panama and reached the Pacific Ocean. Balboa encountered several indigenous groups whom he described in his accounts, The Spanish colonization of Panama began in the early 16th century, and as the Europeans established settlements and sought to exploit the region's resources, more encounters and documentation of indigenous peoples occurred. This documentation provided further insights into the customs, cultures, and social structures of the indigenous groups in Panama, Before the arrival of the Spanish colonizers in the 16th century, Panama was a densely populated region. When the Spanish arrived in the early 16th century, they began to colonize and exploit the region. The indigenous people faced significant challenges as they resisted Spanish encroachment on their lands and attempts at forced labor However, diseases brought by the Europeans, such as smallpox, measles, and typhus, devastated indigenous populations as they had no built-in immunity, and this led to a significant decline in their population. The 2010 census from the National Institute of Statistics and Census indicates there were approximately 417,559 indigenous individuals in the Republic of Panama in 2010, which was equivalent to 12% of the population at that time. The World Bank's 2020 population statistic for Panama was 4 million 408,581 and this is based on Panama's 2020 statistical data as well as other available information. If we assume that indigenous percent of the population remained constant over the years, this would put the 2020 indigenous population in Panama at about 529,000 people. The indigenous people of Panama are governed by a combination of national and regional authorities as well as their own traditional governance systems. The country is divided into comarcas, which are semi-autonomous regions specifically designated for indigenous communities. Comarcas have their own elected leaders who govern at the local level. These leaders make decisions within their territories, manage natural resources, and resolve conflicts based on traditional customs and laws. The Constitution of Panama recognizes the cultural, territorial, and political rights of indigenous peoples. It guarantees their right to maintain their cultural identity, control and use their lands and natural resources, and participate in the decisions that affect them. The government has established specific laws and regulations to protect and promote the rights of indigenous communities. Today, indigenous groups in Panama continue to struggle to protect their lands, cultures, and ways of life. They face challenges related to land rights, resource extraction, encroachment, and social inequality. However, there have been efforts to promote cultural diversity and empower indigenous communities through education, indigenous-led governance, and sustainable development initiatives. Let's now turn to the beautiful art pieces called Molas, produced by the Guna indigenous people. In the vibrant tapestry of indigenous art, few creations captivate the imagination quite like the intricate molas of the Guna people. Molas are meticulously handcrafted textile panels that showcase the Guna's rich cultural heritage and artistic prowess. These stunning works of art have garnered international recognition for their vibrant colors intricate designs, and deep cultural symbolism. Molas, with their roots tracing back to the late 19th century, serve as visual representations of Guna traditions, folklore, and spiritual beliefs. Originally, molas were incorporated into the traditional blouses worn by Guna women. Over time, these textiles evolved into standalone art forms. The word mola means clothing or garment in the Guna language, and it aptly describes the primary purpose of these intricately stitched panels. Molas often depict various themes, including nature, daily life, animals, geometric patterns, and mythological narratives. Through their art, the Guna people express their identity, preserving their cultural heritage while adapting to modern influences, Crafting a MOLA is an intricate and time-consuming process. It begins with layers of different colored fabrics, meticulously stacked on top of each other. The artisan then marks the pattern on the topmost layer and carefully cuts through all the layers to create openings. Using a tiny running stitch, the artisan then sews along the cut edges, creating intricate and detailed designs, The stitching is so precise that the seams are virtually invisible from the front, giving the mola a seamless appearance. The complexity of a mola's design determines the time required to complete it. Some simpler designs may take a few days, while more elaborate and intricate ones can demand several weeks or even months of painstaking effort. The exceptional craftsmanship and visual allure of malas have earned them international recognition as a unique form of textile art. They have been showcased in museums, art galleries, and exhibitions worldwide, fascinating audiences with their vibrant colors and meticulous details. While molas have gained popularity beyond the borders of the San Blas Islands, they remain deeply rooted in Guna culture. The creation and sale of molas provide a vital source of income for Guna women, empowering them economically and socially. Efforts are underway to ensure the preservation and sustainability of mola-making traditions. Community initiatives Cultural centers and cooperatives have been established to support Guna artisans, providing them with training, fair trade opportunities and platforms to showcase their work. Molas are more than just exquisite textile creations. They embody the cultural heritage, creativity and resilience of the Guna people. These intricate panels tell stories celebrate nature, and serve as a powerful testament to the enduring artistic traditions of indigenous communities. As molas continue to captivate audiences worldwide, they stand as a symbol of cultural pride, craftsmanship, and the timeless beauty of human creativity. We encourage you to look at the pictures of molas we have in our show notes and on our website places peoplepurpose.com. If you are in Panama City, going to the Mola Museum is an absolute must. We have put the link for the museum website in our show notes so you can read more about this artistic medium and view some of the fantastic pieces available in the museum. Tomorrow, we will start our journey into the Spanish colonization of Panama and its historical and cultural impact on the country. So please join us tomorrow for our next podcast of Places, People, Purpose, where we create connections to our world.